Hi everyone, just a little note before we start. It's a lot of a trigger warning, this one. This film that we're going to talk about has many references to sexual assault, suicide, alcoholism, prolonged drug use, and isn't a cheery film in spite of the fact that it is played as a dark comedy. So listener discretion is advised. On this show, we'll be looking at Elliot, Henderson, Broadbent, Compton, Putz, Marson, Bell and McAvoy. We're looking at 2013's Filth. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. My name's Mark and I'm one of your hosts. And my name's John and I'm known as The Other Guy. <laughs> hey, The Other Guy. Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. The more you say that, the more... Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Uh, how are you this week, John? Yeah, I'm all right, buddy. I'm all right. Just... Constant work, living life, the normal things. Still no winning lottery, but I'm still trying. Absolutely. Still trying. Uh, listeners will know when we have won the lottery because we won't be doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or we'll only be doing this. I don't know. We'll just be doing it from a beach somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. And get proper guests in. Like, I was going to say Jack Black, but he's already doing his own thing. I don't think he would come. No, I don't think he would. Uh, but what what they don't know is the beach is largs. Aye, <laughs> 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 Erskine Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's all good. We'll take that. Exactly. We are going to be talking about our final episode of Scotchtoberfest. Yep. There's no such thing as Scotchtoberfest. There's not. You use me, Skinner! You used me! Have you enjoyed the month of October of Scotchtober? I, I have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the ones we've done, but this one is a <laughs> this one was probably not the best. It's still a good film, but yeah, it was proper dark. Proper I, dark. I would argue this is a very good film in comparison to some of the stuff that we tend to cover week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're absolutely right, and hopefully you all listened from the the top. We gave a little bit of a trigger warning because there's a lot of nasty stuff in here. We won't be glamorising it, of course, but we will mention it as as we go yeah. through. Yeah, you need to. John, what film are we talking about this week? So we're looking at 2013's Thelf. Thelf. Pure, pure Thelf. Pure Thelf, by the way. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people said to us, in fact, M said to us on our last episode before we embarked upon this folly of a month. <laughs> well, I'm having a great yeah. time. I don't care. It's been it great. Yeah, yeah. feel more Scottish than ever before. A man born in Nottingham. <laughs> and <laughs> it's been, been super. But, you know, she said specifically, and a lot of people have said, can't wait for you to do train spotting. Can't wait for you to do local hero and all those kind of things and we haven't and we've specifically shied away from doing those but we had to do an Irving Welsh film of some type and I picked this mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen it in a very long time in spite of the fact that I own it on standard def DVD 
And I think there's a reason. Yeah, it's it's not one that you can rewatch over and over again. It's not what, like well, it's one Jurassic I've watched. Park. It's one I've watched <laughs> twice this week, John. Oh uh, yeah, me too. And it's left me in a pretty sorry place. If I'm honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely designed to to make you think about the the characters and and what they go through. Because yeah. some stages in this film, you think, man, life can't get any worse for this guy, and it just does. So yeah. Absolutely, and 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 we, we we learn a little bit more about the characters we go through. Uh, what else could we have talked about this week? Well, two thousand thirteen was a brilliant year, but you uh, you can hear about it if you listen to the movie forty three podcast because we went over the two thousand thirteen films All back right. in that show. Okay, so yeah, movie forty three. Away and listen to that. Even if you only listen at the beginning, just to listen to the twenty thirteen films. That we covered some yep. some belters, as I recall, certainly yeah, yeah. a lot better than the film that <laughs> we covered. <laughs> but yeah. John, it'll soon be Valentine's Day, and we can cover another terrible American film. <laughs> oh, please don't. Yeah, no, please don't. <laughs> uh, we are the podcast, of course, that tries to unearth a uh, hundred things from every film that we talk about. We talked through the film, so it's spoilerific. You may want to go and watch this because there is some good stuff in this. Mm-hmm. But again, if you are in a place, it might not be the greatest thing for you. Yeah, definitely. Shall we? We shall. We Magic, shall. mate. Let's go. It opens with music walking in a winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. It's set at Christmas. So, my first question for you, John, is is this a Christmas film? I'm afraid it is. I think it is because it's set at Christmas. Right. Yeah, a lot of things are Christmas stuff, so it's a a Christmas movie. It's Mm. a Christmas. It's a Christmas film. Die Hard, a Christmas film. Oh yes. You can you can say that. I disagree, but that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) That's that's what makes this relationship uh, great. Exactly. You loved The Crow. I hated it. I went to a yep. horror con and told someone dressed as The Crow that I fucking hated it. Uh, she, she didn't batter me, but I think she wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so, great. Um, now, let's start straight off. This Winter Wonderland song, you know, Walking in a Winter Wonderland, that you, mm. everyone sings at the football with a different thing. Uh, yep. The song was written in 1934 by Felix Bernard and lyricist Richard Bernhard Smith, not related, made famous by Johnny Mathis, you know him, Tony Bennett and Darlene Love, which is the one that I absolutely adore. That right. one off the Phil Spector's uh, Christmas gift for everybody. And yep. I know I'm not supposed to like Phil Spector because he's a piece <laughs> of shit. Specifically, that is my Christmas album. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. It tells us it's a Creative Scotland joint, this one. Creative Scotland's a public body that supports the arts, screen and creative industries, of course, in Scotland, and mm-hmm. awards funding from the Scottish Government and the National Lottery. Money, money, money. Lottery, Absolutely. money. Absolutely. Money. Or should that be <laughs> money? Money, money. <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. So we've a few things there straight away. Yep. It opens with this character, Carol telling us about her and Bruce's marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, she's dressed to impress, isn't she? She's putting on these oh, yeah, yeah. sneaky um, undergarments and all this kind of stuff. And she's, stockings and suspenders. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. saying, you know, 
uh, and Bruce is going for the uh, detective inspector's role. Yeah. She's got this really funny kind of lilting kind of Scottish accent. Was that was that very Edinburgh? It wasn't a Glaswegian accent. No, no, sure. it certainly wasn't a Glaswegian. I don't know what that was. It was Tenebrook or something. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She's walking through this underpass, and the, there's these Neds. Yep. Kicking this Japanese student to death. Sorry, John. Uh, listeners overseas, what's a Ned? It's a what is it, a non-educated delinquent, or a chav, as we'd call south of the border. Yeah, but basically a little fucking rat bastard. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Aye. Have you seen that Ned's film, by the way? No, and it's 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 one I've actually been meaning to watch for a while, but apparently it's actually quite good. But uh, well, a lot of everybody loved it except for I think me and me and Ian, uh, friend Ian, who who helps us with a, a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the Scottish kind of facts. We went to the cinema seat and were very very disappointed. Oh really? Uh, Peter right. Mullen, by the way, that one. Yes, <laughs> everywhere. Is this, is this is this no in this film? No, he's not in this weird. film. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah disappointingly. <laughs> um, so she spots them and they scarper. Yeah. Uh, one of the boys in this group, by the way, you recognised. Oh god, with I. The beach, Martin, bleach Martin blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, that? it's it's Martin Compton. It's uh, DC. Oh, what's his name? DC. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. All right, mate. All right, mate. Yeah, all right, mate. Doing like a really good Mark Plant impression. <laughs> he sounds like he. I sound like a mixture of him and Vicky McClure. Is is his accent? Vicky McClure is, is from Knotts. You know, his English accent. Oh, his English accent. Shit hot. Yeah, it's oh, really, really good. Really, really not, enjoy it. Not bad for a boy for Greenock, eh? Aye, no, no. He's done well for himself. He's done well for himself. The wee man, Bruce Robertson. By the way, I've got to say, the soundtrack to this movie is brilliant. And I was certain that I knew this bit of music, you know, this, uh, 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 which plays throughout as he's kind Mm. of walking along. I was certain I knew it, but I didn't. It's a Clint Mansell score. So we talked about Clint Mansell on a couple of episodes before. And he uh, is from Pop Elite itself. He's the man when it comes to a score for an independent movie. Mm-hmm. He's, he's about some it. of the stuff that he does. Oh, the last piece of music in this, the creep piece of music, which we'll oh come god, to. that's the pipes and the drum band, and oh my Aye. god, I'm nearly crying thinking about it. It's such a Aye. beautiful, oh, it's magic, beautiful it? rendition Aye. of that. It's so good, and it's mm. such a moving bit. Anyway, Bruce Robertson, James McAvoy, without me to steal a line from guest of last week, Ian. Housewife's favourite. <laughs> <Isn't> he? He's <laughs> uh, a right housewife's favourite. They all love him, him, don't yep. they? He's shameless, he's, he... literally. <laughs> <laughs> he is shameless. He's also he's also got cerebro in that big fucking thing. <laughs> so he does, yeah. <laughs> he's also got a pretty good English accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 to be honest, a lot of people, when they hear him talking in his Glaswegian accent, are quite surprised. Like uh, Martin Compson as well. He's exactly the same. As soon as he starts with his native language and his tongue, everybody's surprised. He is talking this speech about why Scotland's great. My first question is, why the fuck is he leaving the castle? Yeah, I know he's walking, he's walking straight out of the, out castle, of the castle as if he's been in the castle. I know, the first thing I thought was, why is he walking directly out of that castle? Because it's basically has he, just... Has he been to get his hole in the castle? <laughs> Aye, no half. It's probably where you see the Stone of Destiny. Oh, he might be, yeah. yeah. It's not there. Ian, Ian's going, it's not there, you pricks! <laughs> so he's walking out and he's saying, um, Scotland, um, Scotland were the most successful... Uh, race, human race. Um, Scotland invented 
the following. I hope I hope you're ready, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I purposely didn't write these down because I knew you'd be all over it. We'll start with television. Alexander Bain patented a facsimile machine which scanned and transmitted images, so the first TV. He also invented the electric clock. And he has a Weatherspoons pub named after him in Wick in Northern Scotland. <laughs> And so the, the greatest honour he could ever have. <laughs> oh, wow. His legacy laid yeah. bare in Weatherspoons. <laughs> Imagine them trying to get Carlin up there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> they can't get it to fucking Carlisle, which I'm fine with. Next up is the steam engine. James Watt invented that. Now, I know James Watt because he's from Greenock, my old manor. Yep. He developed the steam engine between 1763 and 1775. You're not going to believe this, John, but he's got a Weatherspoons named after him in Greenock. What? <laughs> he's also got a college in Paisley. James he Watt has college. got a college in Paisley. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And that, uh, James Watt, uh, or, or the Jimmy, as it's known locally, was my old local in Greenock. What? Yeah, he, he, James he Watt. the distance between my work and my old flat, which right. I think might now have been levelled, or if it hasn't, it should be, as should be the flat, as should be Greenock. Uh, yeah. It's true. You know it's true. It's the best uh, thing for it. Absolutely. He also con- created the best name of anything in the world, the centrifugal governor. Oh, I love a good centrifugal. Which controls the speed of an engine by regulating the flow of fuel to maintain a constant speed. It's also a really good name for a Cockney boss. Oh, I sent a fugal governor. <laughs> well, I had a yo-yo with a centrifugal clutch. What's that? So it just means that when you spin it, if, once it slows down to a certain amount, it grips onto the cord and comes back up, so it automatically pops up when it slows down. You cheating wee bastard. Yeah, I know. That's so. a trick. That's, that's a trick I know. you need to learn. <laughs> Man, I look. I mean, Kirsty says you're lazy on a regular basis, but I never believed it. It's apparently I know. True. I know. <laughs> Just... <laughs> no, you know. I can't I... even know you properly. Now, <laughs> now we know. <laughs> golf. Oh, come on, this one's got to be a, a walk in the park or a walk on the golf course. At fifteenth century Scotland, with the mud and the rain. And the wind and the shit, as we discovered last week, was when yeah. it was invented. The oldest course in the world, John. Have you any idea where it is? Uh, is it St. Andrews? It is. It's the old course. Yeah, it's St. Andrews. Dates back to 1552. Uh, the first 18-hole golf course in the USA, because I'm sure American listeners are going, yeah, but what about us? Uh, <laughs> is Downers Grove, Illinois, in 1892. Still open. Golf has been played at four Olympic Games, John. 1900, mm-hmm. 1904, 2016, and 2020. And in the last two, no Scotsman has won a medal. Bastards. What? Bastards. Just take it after Coming his over mind. here, nicking our medals. <laughs> Beating us at golf. <laughs> Although they didn't come over here. We went over there because it was uh, uh, Japan. I wonder what Japanese golf course is like. I bet they, I bet they look after their greens. Oh, God, yeah. yeah oh, I, bet I bet they're immaculate. immaculate. Whiskey, John. Whiskey. Uh, distillation mm-hmm. practised by Babylonians in Mesopotamia in 2000 BC. Bloody hell. years ago. Um, however, whiskey itself can be traced back to Scotland and Ireland in the 15th century. 
for more on that, we've got an episode. The Angel's yeah. Share. We're not going to give all this shit away <laughs> for free when you could be listening to previous episodes. Yeah, we went in depth whiskey wise, didn't we? Oh, we, we went balls deep, mate. We really we did. Were absolutely up to the hilt in <laughs> whiskey <laughs> and Glasgow facts. We really were. Right absolutely, up to the hilt. we were. <laughs> uh, penicillin, discovered by Alexander Fleming in 1928. Uh, the lab he discovered it in is now a museum exhibit in Paddington Hospital, London. Not to be confused with that fucking bear. <laughs> he was from Darville, East Ayrshire, and he does not have a Weatherspoons named after him. Oh, what? Darville, East Ayrshire. However, Darville is known as the Langtoon. Does it? Because apparently oh, it's quite a Langtoon. Last one, John, of great things that Scottish people have made. And this, I think, is the best. And the deep-fried Mars bar. Yeah. <laughs> so famous. More famous than bloody penicillin, or you need penicillin much that one. I would argue that the deep-fried Mars bar has killed as many people as penicillin has saved. <laughs> Outweighed. Invented in 1992 in Stonehaven, Aberdeenshire, uh, by John Davy. For those that don't know, it's a Mars bar in batter and deep fried. You yep. get them in most chip shops in Scotland, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, although apparently you can deep fry anything, but yeah, the, the, the deep fried uh, you, Mars yeah, bar. Yeah, absolutely was... can. I've been in loads of chippers in Scotland mm-hmm. where they've, because chip shops for, for those people not of Scotland, I mean, even if you're in, in, in my parish in the north of England, y- you can't really get fags and chocolate and that in a chip mm-hmm. shop. Well, you generally don't. Yeah. But you get, you can basically get all your messages, all your groceries, can't you? No, in a chip shop in Scotland, everything in there, yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, but they will deep fry. Anything. I don't know if they'll deep fry your fags for you. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, the only thing I like deep fried that I never, I never really thought I would was uh, deep fried pizza. So the pizza crunch, pizza it's just, crunch. It's just yeah. really, really nice. It is the problem I've got with that is I don't like a deep pan pizza. And a pizza crunch in its nature is a deep pan pizza. Mm, it's yeah. a, it's there's too much just holds on dough to the, there. I want it, it holds on to the fat, it holds on to the grease. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Jesus, I've not even had my tea yet. So this I'm is starving. A, this, is a, this is a big one. Yeah. In two thousand, the year two thousand, uh, not much has changed, but we live in deep fat fried food. Uh, <laughs> didn't sing McBusted. Uh, Scottish chef Ross Kendall added it to his. Le Chipper restaurant in Paris. Imagine Jesus. a Scotsman going to Paris and opening a restaurant called Le Chipper, Le Chip. which is Le basically Chipper. the chip shop. The chip. <laughs> I mean, only a Scotsman would do that, am I right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You definitely. can imagine it with absolute death. I would assume that that place shut right away. <laughs> oh, God, I. They would literally be looking in that place for rats. Yeah. Right, so. <laughs> That's all of the things that apparently Scotland made the great. And he passes this family, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and there's like the 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 woman pregnant, smoking a fag. Fish, fish supper. Yeah. She's she's smoking a tab the daughter, and he's drinking a half bottle of Bucky. <laughs> and that's the most disappointing thing. It was a half bottle. What a, you know, I know, I'm like man, it's a full bottle. But uh, she's the the the, the lastest smoking the fag is pregnant. And she's pregnant. Right, yeah, yeah. Typical. I mean, that is yeah. You've you've seen it all. <laughs> So what we learn here is he is, I've written, an awful cunt. Yes. Uh, 
he he's walking past this piper and he puts his fingers in his ears, which don't get me wrong, if you're that close to a piper, because we've, we've oh, all been it's, Edinburgh, yeah. it's it's it loud, hurt. it's too loud yeah. if you're that close. But then he's waiting in the queue and he lets this little kid's balloon go. Yeah, because the kid gave him a finger, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip the, the bird. The balloon Flip go. the bird. I'm like, he's just an awful. And we'll we'll just, every scene will go, you're just awful. Hmm. He's in the office. So he's a detective. Yep. He is around his colleagues. Uh, the chief inspector calls a meeting and we go through them all. He farts. He blames his colleague. <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes through all the characters. Dougie Gilman, racist, sexist, homophobe, Nazi. He's got five to one chance of getting uh, the job for chief, detective chief. Inspector yes. So this is what it's all about. And this is yeah. the, 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 the crux of the film. That's right. Yeah. He wants this, this, this job. Hmm. Your next man is Peter Ingalls. Now, Peter Ingalls is a big character in the book. I've got to say, this is this is based on a book by by uh, Irving Welsh, mm-hmm. who is one of my favourite writers. This is probably one of his peak ones. It's one of the ones yeah. before he dropped off. Peter Ingalls, two to one. He's quote unquote metrosexual. He's what we would now call probably in touch with his his, his other side, but he yeah. could also be gay, and we don't know. It's kind of it's awkward. Yeah. Throughout. The reason he's two to one is he's handsome and he appears to be a good cop. Twenty to one, Ray Lennox. Who's <laughs> Ray Lennox, John? So Ray Lennox, and we've seen him in a few things actually, haven't we? We he's mentioned him last week because his uh, his wife Kate Mara was in it. Jamie Bell, yeah. we love Jamie Bell. I yeah. think he's a good actor. And I think his accent is more than passable here. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, it goes, goes Heather and Heather up and down, but yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's quite consistent. He's 20 to 1. He's a ching head. <laughs> I know, he loves his ching. I love the ching. This <laughs> <laughs> is good. It just shows you ne- I'm just throwing some ching in his face. Only Montana, in it? It's like a proper like 70s college shirt. <laughs> Next up is Gus Bain, this old boy with the tash. (laughs) This teacher's pet, he says he's seven to one because he's a little bit simple. But when did a single figure IQ hold anybody back in the Scottish? I know, it was like, oh, well, maybe. (laughs) And 10 to one is Amanda Drummond. Now, Amanda Drummond, Imogen Poots, who I think is always good. And yeah. kind of wasted in this. Yeah, yeah. She's in, I, I, honestly, as soon as I seen her, I thought, oh, I forgot she was in it. But then you realise she is. Just uh, she's totally not wasted. in it. Yeah, she's not yeah, really she's in it. Yeah, she's just totally wasted. Yeah, she's she's a lot of fun as an actor. Uh, but yeah. he says it, it's a waste of time her going for it because she'll get it. And then some prick out of uh, some prick out of uniform will impregnate the wee slag. And that's her <laughs> stint at playing Cagney and Lacey over. <laughs> Which is really well written line. Yeah. <laughs> still with you like oh yeah. Cagney and Lacey was a female detective show which ran from 1982 to 1988 very before of its time uh, seven seasons 125 episodes and four made for TV films so mm-hmm. that's the old community thing of uh, seven seasons and a movie Terry Terry Crews in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, his character, his twin girls are called Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, so they are, yeah, and yeah. your I face, you just go, oh, yeah. yeah I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great, great reference. Uh, Detective Pays, by the way. Detective mm-hmm. Sergeant, you get 47 grand. Detective Inspector, 
52 grand in the Scottish force. Oofed. Roughly. It's it's a scale, but mm. roughly. Doesn't seem worth it, arguably. Yeah, it doesn't. It really yeah, doesn't, does it? Well, perhaps not. Or that responsibility for... Absolutely. Mm. But I think the point is you maybe he's in charge of everybody else and that's what yeah. you want. It's the power. Now, throughout the film, Bruce narrates. He acts one way and he talks another. Mm-hmm. Like he's the way he's thinking is another, and he's constantly trying to turn his colleagues against one another, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's so sleek. It. So that he is very sleek. It that's a great mm. Scottish word for it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. He's, uh, he's 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 in and about it. Um, he gets pulled aside by in- Inspector Toll. He's getting the acting detective inspector position for now. Yeah. Just so he can kind of, you know, because he believes in him. So actually, at this point, we see that he's a good cop and he's doing, Respected, you know, he does, he yeah, does yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing this stakeout with Ray Lennox. Yes. And he says, he reminds him of the time that they had a threesome with some junkie's girlfriend or some mm-hmm. dealer's girlfriend. And he keeps going on about how he's got a small dick. And what he says is, you've you've got to have something on all of your colleagues. Yes. Anyway, and this Ned is mm-hmm. walking back to this scheme. I think this, I think I recognise this scheme as well. Kind so of. That, and this is a bit that's weird, totally weird. Yeah. So, first scene it shows him walking out of Edinburgh Castle, and then the next scene sitting in his Saab nine three. By the way, all right, um, nice. They're sitting at the flats, um, Cardonald, just um, yeah. after Ibrox. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, what, what the hell? They're sitting in the middle of a <laughs> Glasgow. By the way, when they go into this this kind of oh, it's good, flat, isn't it? The, 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 these flats, it looks fantastic. Oh inside. no, no, they, 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 they done them all up. They were, yeah. they were years ago. They were horrid, but yeah, yeah, they done them all up. And they look really, really good. But yeah, as soon as I saw that facade, I was like, "That's uh, Cardonald." Yeah, you do. You recognise it, don't you? It's a, it's, oh, it's, it's on the iconic. hill. Yeah, and yeah. On the hill, you recognise. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. This Ned guy. Is one of the guys from the gang earlier on that we'd seen with the with the woman catching them beating, yeah. basically murdering this Japanese student, and this is kind of the other crux of it is getting into this murdered Japanese student. Yes, yes. Uh, he's with some schoolgirl, and there's this there's this kind of line where he says, Ray says, "Oh, she's got a nice ass though," and he's like, "Oh no, that's a heed the ball." <laughs> Which for non-listeners means what? It's just a, a stoke the ball, like yeah. a, oh, stoke the ball is the, the uh, line. Yes, not heed the ball. Yeah, stoke the ball. Just a, uh, just like a, it's a derogatory term, but it just yeah. means like a a dopey person, or like yeah, a, absolutely. And he says, "Oh, um, fifty sheets at, at seven to one. She's underage, or something uh, like that." And he's like, oh no, but she's got a nice ass though. And he's like, whoa, uh, do you like yeah, do you like wee lassies? Do you? Do you like a baldy fanny? <laughs> which, <laughs> which is, is going, totally which is going, going in, in in the bank for him, isn't it? You know, he's keeping yeah. that. Not not the the same bank it might be in for Ray Lennox, of course. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And he says, no, no, not at all. Anyway, as as they go to this door, he says, right, you lead. He says to, to Lennox, you lead. And every time he goes to kind of come up with an idea of how they'll do it mm-hmm. he 
he double talks him, doesn't he? He makes him think twice. And then as he goes to hammer on the door, Mm -hmm. he grabs his hand and holds his hand back. So he is in control of every situation he is in. Yeah. It's what I took from this. Like it's, it's management from the fucking nth degree for this character. Yeah. He's got to be in control of every single thing. Yeah. Then he kind of says, on you go. Oh, he says, uh, just a little toot for luck. And he says, not while I'm on duty. <laughs> you're kind of like, you, you fucking, you bastard, because we know you're up to it. We know you're doing it yourself. <laughs> they barge in. Lennox takes on the guy who's got this massive stoner in his boxes. I see that stoner. hard on in his boxes. <laughs> and I thought, I hope that's not a hard on through there. I, but I mean, how would you keep that going through the scene? You probably wouldn't. I no. would assume it's probably just a, a prop. Yeah, it be. <laughs> a prop, Bobby. Probie. Probie. Bruce goes in to talk to the girl, and she looks very young, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks super uh, young. And, yeah. and a bit posh. Posh Edinburgh. Um, yeah. But there's an Edinburgh sign on the wall as well. That that's oh, Hibs. Work. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Hibs? Y- your man writes a lot about Hibs because he's a Hibs fan. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of the characters, right. a lot of the characters in his books and and, mm-hmm. and the films based on it are Hibs fans. I think Renton's yeah. a Hibs fan in in Train Spotting, but yeah, yeah. Bruce, who is an anti, not even an anti-hero, is he? He's 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 a, a terrible character. He's just a terrible. Is a, is a Hearts uh, fan, which is obviously Hibs' big mm-hmm. rivals, City rivals. Yeah, yeah. And that Hi, is these. yeah, and that's the, that's the joke. You know that yeah. this prick is, of course. A Protestant and a Hearts mm. fan, and, and we'll, we'll come a little bit more to what that what that means later on. Uh, they're, apparently, they're saying it's the same universe, aren't they? They're saying it in the book. There's actually references to Begbie and Spud yep. from Trainspot. So he takes the girl aside. How old are you? And she says, "Oh, I'm 18." He spots her kind of purse, grabs it. Mm-hmm. The suspect is 15, <laughs> under the legal age. So, US listeners. The legal age for uh, heterosexual sex in the UK is 16. Yeah. In America, of course, it's 18. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. if it was a 16-year-old and a 16-year-old, I'd kind of be okay with that. But if it was a 45-year-old man and a 16-year-old, I'm not okay with that. I think we need scaling laws yeah. in this country, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> it's just the fact that I'm I'm in my forties. The consideration of having sex with somebody under eighteen is the most disgusting thing in the world to me. <laughs> and that's the thing I think, especially in that scene, or especially in general, it's like when they talk about it. Like even though he's as corrupt as anything, he talks about it as if it's such a, a, a big crime to him. But yeah. then, obviously, as the scene yes. goes on, you're like you're just as bad as the rest. And and that's what he does. And she said, "Oh, my 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 dad's a lawyer." And he says, "Oh, your surname is whatever it was. You're no you're mm. no relation to such and such, are you?" QC. And she says, "Yep, he's my dad." A QC stands for Queen's Counsel. Uh, to be appointed to Queen's Counsel, you must have practiced law for ten years and be recommended by the Lord Chancellor. Right. Okay. So she is the daughter of that and he says you know well how terrible it would be if it got out and she says oh you can't tell him i'll do anything and he says oh how about a blowy i'm like oh, he is the just worst like that thing. he is the worst <laughs> really thing. Is. and she starts he's like who taught you that technique a cheese grater which is a shit line anyway i mean it's like i know fuck off. it's not the best is it no. 
was, I was expecting more, to be honest. Back out in the hallway, they're threatening this guy with the quote-unquote beast wing, <laughs> which <laughs> uh, they... On the beast wing is the beast, who is mm-hmm. this guy who's in there for whatever, and they keep him quiet by putting a new young lad in with him every Fresh time. Meat in there. Yeah. He's deaf, so he can't <laughs> hear the screams. It's awful. Anyway, yeah. he's passing out because he can't breathe. They've blown smoke in his face, and he's obviously asthmatic. He only agrees to grass for his inhaler. So mm-hmm. we're getting on with the case. The next scene, Bruce is having sex with this character. Uh, it's Gilman's wife. Yes. Hang on. I want to say that... Kate A.D., but that's the woman that used to be dropped into the fucking the war zones <laughs> to report for the news. Is it Kate Dickey? Shirley Henderson? Kate Dickey. No. Oh, no. It's, oh, no, it's not Shirley Henderson. We'll come to Shirley Henderson. Kate Dickey, who I think is brilliant. <sighs> we know her from the train spotting films. She's the man yep. in that The Witch film, you know, with Anya Taylor-Joy and the ghost. Yes. She's yep. the man in that, and the bloke who is... The Northern rep, paper oh, he's, sales he's rep, everything. yeah, Ralph, in the office. Ralph Innes or whatever he's called, Ralph Innocent. Uh, he's uh, he's the dad, and Anya Taylor joins yeah. the, and he's like, he's the goat. Like I will show you such delights. It's like the goat Aye. version of Pinhead. No, I thought it was shite. No, I thought it was shite. Yet another example of the fact that we're getting too old for horror films. Uh, I think that's well, what it is. I think that's what it is. Appreciate a good a good horror film, but uh, the only thing that I've, I've I've seen Kate Dickey in that I never liked is, and I think she was put in, and it was an accent that annoyed me, even though she's Scottish. Was uh, Prometheus? I was going to say she's in Prometheus. Yeah, but she yeah, but she's just she's not utilised, and she just sounds oh, she sounds ghastly. It's just I, I just didn't like her performance yeah, in it. But... Yeah, she's in it, but she's not in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But other than that, everything else she's in, she's terrific. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, and and uh, she's really, really good. Gilman, if you don't remember, listeners, is the is is the nasty Nazi bastard. He negs her at the end. She, they've got this thing, this auto erotic asphyxiation. The uh, auto erotic asphyxiation. I'm sure I'm pronouncing yep. that wrong. Have you ever have you ever got up to any of that job? Uh, no, I can remember because I keep no. passing out. <laughs> 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 nah, it's not my bag. No, it's not for me either. <laughs> Vanilla. Uh, Vanilla Sky. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a plastic mask on all the time when I do it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not for me. But the whole thing is you, you're meant to get a high from a lack of oxygen. Uh, yes. Uh, it works really, yeah. really well, I'm led to believe, as long as you're not the lead singer of In Excess. <laughs> yeah, that was that's some very form true. of new sensation, wasn't it? It really was. Ooh, Paula too Yates. Too I'm fucking strangle her anyway. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah. Okay. He's, he's, he, had a good, he died happy, didn't he? He died happy. Well, we think so. Yeah. <laughs> Your man out of uh, Kill Bill as well. He, he was the other one, wasn't he? Oh, sure, isn't he? He was having a strangle wank and all, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was uh, choking the chicken too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to Dougie in the boozer now, and Dougie's saying, uh, I suspect her. He's, he's got a proper Ouija accent, by the way, this actor. Oh, God, I. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suspect she's <laughs> cheating, uh, and and everybody says this same thing. She's you're lucky with your wife to, to Bruce. She, uh, she's a doll, <laughs> which which Aye. is which is the kind of thing that uh, my father-in-law would say. He's a, he's a good Glaswegian fella. Uh, she's a doll. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says, "Oh yeah, we're in love as ever." Uh, he leaves as Gus turns up, and Bruce is basically mm. turning them against one another. 
He says, oh, yeah, you want to watch him. He's a... Next scene is outside the Christmas shop. Now, if you've ever been to Edinburgh, listeners, you know the Christmas shop. It's called... It's the Ye Olde mm-hmm. Christmas shop. It's uh, on Cannon Gate, the little kind of curvy bit as you go down to the old uh, yeah, fruit market. Well, it was in, yeah, it was in, um, was it in Avengers? That, it that is corner? in Avengers, mm-hmm. Cannon Gate. Yeah, and the Christmas shop. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. They do all right, don't they? That fucking shop. <laughs> it has yeah. been open over 20 years, so that explains why it was there when I moved to Edinburgh. This homeless guy, he's oh, he's watching the uh, he's watching the scores come in, isn't he? The yeah. heart score coming. And this homeless yeah, yeah. guy is kind of like, hey, mate, are you a Hearts fan? And he went, let me guess. You're a Hearts fan. Used to go as a boy. I, I did, actually. He's mm-hmm. like, you're not getting any fucking money off me. And he, like, kicks his can of, like, beer over, doesn't he? And yeah, then turns around. He's like, oh, injury time winner. And then fucks off. Mm-hmm. He's even awful to homeless people. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know? he's, he's just a I horrible, horrible I mean, just horrible, horrible piece of shit. Anyway, yeah, then there's this worse. shout from across the road, and this this boy's passed out. Look, he's gone blue, and he's dying in the street. He tries to save him mm-hmm. with CPR and fails. He's got flashbacks of this wee boy covered in dirt. Don't yeah, really know what's going yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Next scene, he doesn't save him. Quite blatantly, doesn't save him. He dies. Uh, mm-hmm. Next scene is Doctor Rossi's office. Right, oh. vastly underused in this. I think they got him in yeah. for a day. Right, they got it maybe yeah. two days with the makeup later in the thing. Mm-hmm. Oscar winner, an Oscar uh, winner in this film. It's our which, old which mate. I, love, I love. I love it. James Broadbent. Yeah, of course you Jim do. Broadbent. Yeah, of course you do. He's <laughs> great. The, it's not bad for a boy from yeah. Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's done all right. Uh, and but he's, he's come a long way from only fools and horses. He's, oh, yeah. The green green wass of home. <laughs> well remembered, by the way, John. That was good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's Australian in this, Doctor Rossi, which is Rossi is the but, most Australian name in the world. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. He's doing the, the, the hallucination scene later on when he's when he's when he's talking. I think it really works because that whole yeah, hey, it just it, hey. yeah, it just really, it really worked for me. I yeah. thought it was really good. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, yeah, Bruce. As it goes on, and 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 it's only kind of half mentioned twice. And and Rossi is is one of them in this, but in the book it's mentioned a lot more that he used to be a detective in 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 Australia, so right. he worked. Okay. So it's kind of half mentioned in this, which mm. is which is you, you can But there's only so much you can. It's a really big book, but it, it's it's mm. well worth a read. There's so much in it. It's a great great book, and I'm I am going to go back and read it, even though. With all the film research I do for this podcast, I've stopped reading books. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say that. Don't read. you read enough? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he's great in this. He gives him a script for pills over Christmas. And he says, that should see you through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll see you in the new year. Next scene, he's masturbating furiously over some porn in this in this armchair. The so- the piece of music, by the way, is called uh, Backdoor Santa by a guy called mm-hmm. Clarence Carter. Which is on my Christmas playlist, by the way. Is it really? Great. Yeah, because I and I don't know if I knew it before this or whatever. 1968 song by Clarence Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to the lyrics, people. I'm not going to go through them, but it's basically about him. 1968 song about him shagging around <laughs> while all the husbands are away, which works really well uh, in in keeping with this, of course. Aye. Yeah, he's cracking one out to porn. Yep. And when the guy walks into the porn shop, he can't he can't do it. 
So he turns the channel over. And do you recognise this character, John, on this TV show with the big head? Uh, Frank Sidebottom. Frank Sidebottom. Frank Sidebottom. He used to do Big uh, big Breakfast for a while as well, didn't he? Big Breakfast, yeah. Now, Frank Sidebottom, you would be forgiven foreign listeners for wondering what the hell this is and is this a character made for this t- for this film it isn't yep. it was the strangest i mean the 80s 70s 80s and 90s are really fucking weird in this country aren't they <laughs> you know yeah, yeah and, they have a lot of ideas but the the, the show that he was looking at was at frank sidebottom's fantastic shed show fantastic shed show at the bottom of the garden um, caroline o'hearn was in it yep she was i think she might have been one of the writers yeah, yeah. Uh, Manchester, crazy, Manchester is one of the, Manchester is one of these fantastic mm. places, and and Liverpool's like this as well. But but Manchester's one of these places that that, that kind of felt forgotten in the seventies and the eighties, I think, and so yeah. so grew its own kind of this petri dish of mentalness that you know oh, yeah. New Order and Joy Division and and you know uh, mm-hmm. Primal Scream and the, the Smiths and all this kind of stuff, but. He, this was his stick, right? It was a man with a papier-mâché head. Real name, yep. Chris Seavey. And the 2014 mm-hmm. film, Frank, is based on the character and written by John Ronson, who was in his band. And mm-hmm. it's about his time in the band. Have you seen it? It's a... No, but I remember um, Michael Fassbender's in it. So he that's is... a link to bloody James Frank. McAvoy. There. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, so him, Michael Fassbender were... Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely, X-Men. yeah, 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 and and kind of linked to this, and and so so was Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell's in the MCU as well. He was uh, in Fantastic Four. Oh, he's not in the, that's he not the that's not technically in the MCU though. That's one of the Sony. I know, ones. but <laughs> yeah, it's Sonying time. See ya. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see see you, Kate Mara. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's it, the characters a mix of Chris Seavey and Captain Beefheart. Which, oh, uh, was it? Trout Face Mask is a, is a great album. Um, he died penniless in 2010, and a crowdfunder raised £6,500 for him in less than a day, and £21,631 in seven days to pay for his funeral. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh. because truly they are, as Frank used to say, fantastic fans. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful character. And would you believe, while we were in Manchester at the weekend, last weekend, we went to Timperley to see his statue. He's got a statue in Timperley. I'll send you the oh, picture. I'll put the picture on, right. on, on Twitter for people to have a look at. And he, yeah, it's like a proper bronze statue, but the, the mask head is in colour, is a full colour mask head. So we went, it's, oh, it's, out, it's outside of Sainsbury's and Acosta in Timperley, where, right. he, uh, where he claimed to be from. Uh, yeah, fantastic fans, Manchester. Yeah, I love absolutely <laughs> love that that character. Yeah, there were many one, didn't he? Are you tiny Li- yeah, little ones, yeah, little Frank. Yeah, little Frank. And there's a, but I used to work with a guy who told a story about in the nineties when he went to a freshers' week in Leeds. Uh, Frank Sidebottom was playing a gig there at, at Leeds hmm. University or some one of the associated bars, and absolutely plastered afterwards he walks into the toilet after the gig and in in the toilet is this guy having a piss dressed in this pinstripe suit mm-hmm. guitar case propped up against the toilet right under one arm this huge papier-mâché head having a piss uh-huh. and this guy i can't remember the guy's name like 20 years ago i worked with him turns to him blinks through a, a, a haze of i don't know what were we drinking 20 years ago star of Praman? 
God, not even that. Heineken. Grosschlager. With the ball tops on your shoes. Blinks through a haze of beer and and looks him up and down, looks away. Blinks again, looks at him, goes, excuse me, mate, are you Frank Sidebottom? And this bloke in the most nasal Manchester accent ever mm-hmm. in Leeds turns to him and goes, no, finishes having a piss, <laughs> puts the head back on and walks off. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> well, it's kind of not really a story, but I've always loved that. That is funny. Why wouldn't you just go, loved your set, mate? Like, who else is it going to be? You're I pissed, know. but... I know. Yeah. Yeah, Frank Sidebottom plays a, a pretty huge story in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he rings this character, Bunty. Shirley Henderson. Yeah, I morning metal. Morning metal. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love a woman in her 50s chatting up Harry Potter in the toilets, oh, God, yeah. watching him in the bath. Shirley <laughs> Henderson, man. You, well done, you. Yeah, well absolutely. Done that, How is she managing to pull, pull off you know, a ghost that of a, like a fourteen-year-old girl. You said, "Yeah, Harry Potter." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's Jim Broadbent and her Harry Potter. Oh yeah, Harry Potter mixes. Yeah, well yeah, done, that man. Yeah. So he rings her, "Hello, Bunty, it's me, Frank." And his Manchester accent's brilliant, but I assume that's because he was in Shameless. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Uh, really good accent, making dirty phone calls. Now, John, if you chose to make some dirty phone calls, which you could, you could absolutely do it, uh, but mm. it's actually an offence under the Communications Act of 2003 in the UK. Carries a sentence of up to 12 months imprisonment and no maximum fine. But if we went to California, because they uh-huh. know how to party, no hard party. Uh, the penal code, her <laughs> penal, uh, 653MPC <laughs> prohibits obscene threatening messages or calls and is punishable with six months in the pokey and a fine of up to a thousand bucks. Well, God, it's not worth it, is it? Well, I don't know. Depends, <laughs> depends what you get out of it, I guess. Depends on who it is, Absolutely. eh? Absolutely. Yeah, depend, <laughs> depends on if it's moaning Myrtle or not. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of weird glam in this, isn't she? She's got the big uh, beehived her up and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think she looks fantastic. She's got, she's always had this really weird kind of because she's a little woman, uh, mm-hmm. like scary little. <laughs> no, yeah, she's, she's not. She's not. But there's a large, an appeal there, isn't there? There's oh, an appeal, I, I, I've got a bit of a thing for Shirley Henderson. I've got to be honest. <laughs> not in a kind of like, not in like a. But I just think she's. I think she's a great actor, and she's in loads of stuff. Oh no, no I think yeah, she yeah, is she's... Scotland's answer to. Hey, it's that guy. Isn't <laughs> she? That, she is isn't the it? Scottish. Hey, it's that guy. It's that guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely no, love Shirley Henderson and would would watch her in anything. Um, he hangs up and heads off to the Masonic Lodge. Of course, he does. <laughs> of course he does. Hearts fan, Protestant, Mason. <laughs> it's just the given, exactly. isn't it? It's all the, went together, that fucking it? trifactor, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there are three get grades of Mason, John: apprentice, hmm. journeyman, and master. Which actually sounds like three types of football player, doesn't it? Aye. <laughs> each, each candidate can ask to join, but you cannot be invited to join the Masons. Are they like reverse vampires, do you think? Uh, there's something to it, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. That... The minimum Simpsons requirement box, of being a Mason 
is that you are free and of good repute. Is Bruce right. either of those things at this point? No. No, but free. arguably he must have been. Mm-hmm. You would think arguably he must have been of good repute at some point, because they do keep coming back to the fact that he was a good copper. Right. Oh, later on he does something that uh, we'll, we'll go back yeah, to. Yeah, he does. That, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few. There's a couple of instances think, where, oh, where you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I can tell he was good. But he hands money to somebody in the Masons, doesn't he? Oh, he does. The guy the, and the guy pops some drug. Pops some. I, I would assume it's coke in his in his pocket. Ah, uh, but do you know who the guy was? The old boy. No, I didn't. He was the he was the um, the guard and Stone of Destiny. Oh, is that who that is? Oh, well spotted Aye. that man. Yeah, yeah. Since it's like, oh, a reference Fan- to the fantastic work. TV show last week. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah, and he's he's kind of like, I'll see I'll see you at yours. He's like you old pervert or whatever, and you kind of like, oh, what's going on? What's, what's going what's on there? That about yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we meet Bladesy, brother Clifford Blades. Yep. Right, I love Clifford Blades. I oh, I recognise a lot of myself in Clifford Blades, which is painful, really. Aye. Uh, yeah, he's a great character. Always brilliant. Eddie Marson, don't call me Marsden. Yep. Don't call him Marsden because it's not his name. <laughs> Marsan, it's French. It's French. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant in everything, and I think it's only a matter oh. of time before we see him win an Oscar in something. I'm certain of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he pops up everywhere. I was watching some old comedies. Um, he's in Hancock with bloody Will Smith. He is. He's, he's in a lot of American stuff. Everything. He's one of the brothers in that uh, Ray Donovan show. Yeah, which I watched yeah, a bit yeah. of the first series of, but then fell off of. That was kind of interesting until it wasn't. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's he's, he's, he's got he's a bit great. of a boxer's face, hasn't he? No, he really yeah, does. Yeah, he's looks as if he's been really well. But he's block, fan- but, and fantastic he does. in this. He's so lovely and such a lovely man. Bunty's his wife, and they've mm-hmm. got this trip to Hamburg set. Uh, Blade says, "I'm going to go to the toilet," and while he does, Bruce goes in his jacket and robs this pile of twenties out of his wallet. Rachel said, I don't even know what money that is, that colour. And I was like, oh, that's 20s. That's definitely 20s. Purple 20s. Scottish 20s. Uh, yeah, She's yeah, like, I don't yeah, think yeah. I've ever seen one of those. You're only eight miles like, south like, of the border. How have you not seen one know. of those at some point? I guess we only see the smaller <laughs> ones. <don't we? laughs> You've never seen a big purple one? <laughs> no, she hasn't. Then remember, then remember Quality Street. <laughs> <laughs> and then remember she's married to me. <laughs> and she's only seen the little singles. <laughs> Is that legal ten? Is that legal tender, pal? It's barely legal tender. <laughs> so yeah, he nicks a hundred quid's worth of, of of notes, and I've just written some friend. As he's leaving, yeah. Toll, his boss, comes in, uh, and he says, uh, "He says, oh, our brother Blades, who puts a lot of money into the lodge, because he's an accountant." Mm-hmm. A good accountant, you assume, don't you? I.e., yeah. one of the types that Gary Barlow likes. Fucking arsehole, Gary Barlow. <laughs> yeah. Tax robbing Tory cunt. <laughs> um, and he says, "Look, look after. Uh, could could you could I put you on to help find the dirty the caller? caller? Uh, because mm-hmm. what's what's good for the what's good for the lodge is good for the polis. And you're like, Aye. yeah, I kind of see that, but the lodge is crooked. We get that." But the police are crooked mm-hmm. as well. And yeah, we yeah. see that. Uh, at Blade's house, boy, this house, it's got this so kind weird-ish. of 
Tarzan but, theme, um, hasn't it? He presses the, uh, the buzzer and it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tacky, isn't it? And her outfits, when she's wearing a bit, she's got like uh, leopard skin yeah. and tiger skin yeah. stuff on. So Rachel just, would wear nothing funny. but if she was given the chance. I think Rachel oh. looks at that house and thinks that's that's the house for me. That's 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 yeah. that, that's what you want. That's she, what you need. She's she's bunny. <laughs> um, <laughs> he tells her to indulge him, even though the the uniform cops have said not to indulge him. Uh, next day yep. at Toll's office, he walks in. Toll's got this this desire to be a screenwriter, hasn't he? And as he walk in, there's yeah. this massive two thousand one Space Odyssey poster. Looks amazing. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does look good, doesn't it? Uh, they've got suspects on the murder. Um, mm-hmm. While he's away in Hamburg, Amanda Drummond is taking on the case. He's not happy about it. Um, but see if that was me or you, and we were given the chance of a promotion or whatever for whatever. The point is, you'd probably maybe cancel your leave. You'd certainly think about it if there was a if there was a promotion in the offing, and you yeah. were given yeah. one up on that promotion. Mm-hmm. You'd maybe cancel your leave. Yeah, Possibly. that's what I thought. And he doesn't because he's so obsessed with getting his, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's so deep into being himself that that's what he does. Anyway, he goes into this florist's and he's questioning this lassie. She had this most amazing kind of blowback hair, by the way, this lassie. Didn't she? This flick. Yeah. Martin yeah, Thompson's yeah. left just as he's mm-hmm. going in. She says, oh, do I know you from somewhere? And he's like, no, he's threatening her with Court and Vale Prison. <laughs> Which I was well into because Court and Vale Prison, John, that's going to be your new manner, isn't it? Aye, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Are you off to the <laughs> women's prison, Vales. John? Is that what it is? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. And... The way we passed about the men's prison. <laughs> <laughs> Too pretty. It's sterling. Um, and there was a 2014 report and the plan was to close it because of issues with health and behaviour. Uh, but as of last year, a new report, apparently the issues have been much improved. So they're now not going to oh, close yeah. it. They were going to open up a section at Polmont, which I think is a right. young, male young yeah, offenders yeah. at Polmont, isn't it? So they yeah. were going to do that. And they have, uh, they, they've, they've since canned it because the last report last year is getting better. It was a lot better. Yeah, apparently cool. so. But yeah, it causes some issues in Sterling, I believe, with... Um, with when, when people leave so i mean look just be a bit more open to people leaving prison i say you know if, yeah. you know i'm sure a lot of them have, have been rehabilitated done time. yeah absolutely and i do believe in rehabilitation mm. anyway that's not what we're here to talk about my fucking lefty leaning <laughs> utopia <laughs> you won't be saying that when you've lived there One for day. five years and they're all like i know watching you know, watching the prisoners coming out of that battering, battering, you, battering you go down <laughs> you mate you got 10p for the bus <laughs> <laughs> she's like do i know you from somewhere and you're kind of like well, no. Why? Why would she? I don't really understand that. I love you stuffing cuddly toys in Cortonvale. Is a is a good line. As he's leaving, he bumps into the widow of the man that he could. Oh no! He does no call. Her, no call her a fat he ride. Calls her a fat ride. Yeah. Yeah. So that lassie that he's uh, calling a fat ride is his sister. Hang on. That what the that's James McAvoy's sister. James McAvoy's sister, probably why it was so easy for him to call her a fat ride. <laughs> <laughs> is it easy to call your sister a fat ride or hard? I don't no, think I don't think I, I couldn't. No, but I've got a sister. I don't think I could call her a I don't think I'd call her a fat ride. Uh, I, would, I, I would I weigh about twelve times what my little sister weighs. No, nah, I, I remember I'd say anything to get a reaction out of them, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit I mean, that's a bit harsh. She's not a big lass. 
No, she wasn't. She was no, no. She looked really good. So yeah, it was a bit, bit of a weird thing to call anybody. But well, yeah, maybe sorry. <laughs> well, that's that's oh, that's oh, I better put that on the list. I'd, I'd, I I was so impressed by that one. I'd I'd uh, thrown my list away. <laughs> <laughs> so he bumps into the widow of the man that he couldn't save as he's leaving. She says, "Have you ever lost anybody close?" And he's kind of like, "Yeah." She says, "It hurts like hella." Um, mm-hmm. He just dashes. He's taking these these pills. So that the the pills he's taking uh, were lithium. So there's a there's a mention throughout that he needs drugs of of whatever sort that Rossi gives him. Uh, lithium's a drug which is used to treat and prevent mania, bipolar disorders, and depression. Right. Okay. And it's also a really good Nirvana song, as I recall. <laughs> back a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll get some. He sees this wee boy covered in coal dust, this Davy, and he's like, "Oh, Davy, mm-hmm. Davy," and then and then he, he kind of keeps out. So he starts seeing himself in this pig mask, and this is the first time you kind of see it. He, he, he gets like a fright. It's like a bit of a jump scare in the movie, isn't it? And there's yeah, a yeah. Because it, it squeals every time you see yeah. anything. There's a squeal. Yeah, and you kind of like, I don't really know what's going on there. He puts the pills away and instead takes his massive pile of coke. <laughs> he's dreaming about Dr. Rossi and Dr. Rossi's talking about this tapeworm. Hey, the tapeworm, hey! <laughs> and you you know this isn't really him because his head's got, quite uh, big, isn't it? He's like a T-Fowl guy. Remember the T-Fowl ad? <laughs> T-Fowl guy. The big, big heads. He says, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's talking about, he says, oh, he's, he's talking about, oh, like our friend the tapeworm. He's going about what, like a, what a, what a, a great animal the tapeworm is. Now, tapeworms live in the digestive tracts of mammals, they can live from a few days to 20 years inside the host. Jesus. In the book, have you have you read the book, John? No. no in the book, no. the tapeworm's sentient and it lives in Bruce's intestines. And every now and again, there's 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 part of the book, partway through a, a chapter, the tapeworm takes over the chapter. And you can kind of see in the background there's text written as if it was written, but there's there's brackets written all down the kind of the page in the shape of a, right. a worm and inside of the brackets you learn as as you go on in the book that's the tapeworm inside his gut talking and the tapeworm's right. sentient the tapeworm's questioning in very much a similar way to him is he destined to die alone and there's a bit later on in in the book where a second tapeworm joins him and he's like i finally oh. found lo- you know i finally found somebody i can spend the rest of my life with and later in the chapter, Bruce is going for a shit and pulls this tapeworm out of his ass. Jesus. It's really brutal. It's a brutal book. <laughs> and, and then the rest of the kind of the book is 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 the tapeworm questioning what happened. Why did life take this this other <laughs> tapeworm turn. away from me? <laughs> it's really it's, it's great. And I realise, listeners, I'm doing nothing but talking about this book, but I really want to go back and read this fucking you might read that brutal now, you? book. Yeah. <laughs> Can't trust anyone, Bruce, eh? Not even yourself, Bruce, eh? Yes. That's <laughs> so good, isn't it? It's so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky I can do a semi-passable Australian accent. Uh, no, he's he's great, though, I, I, isn't he? He's great, though, Jim Broadbent. Oh, Jim, yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. It's over, Frank, you silly bastard. <laughs> 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 We're going to be eating Chunky Monkey, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Um, <laughs> he, next shot, he's in the the toilet, 
I, he's, he's, he's trying to crack one off to the page three. Now, that's of an oh, age. That's, that's that cool. is of an that's, age. That's uh, foreign listeners, page three used to be a picture of a of a of a of a woman with a uh, with a boobs out and that was that was talking about her interests yeah and usually some planet. sort of news article so it was like shelley 23 from edinburgh believes that uh hans blix should be finding weapons of mass destruction <laughs> in iraq <Yeah. laughs> that was exactly what it was wasn't it, it was just her thoughts was, yeah and you kind of like really was it he can't, so he decides to write on the wall in a sharpie in the toilet. Peter English sucks cocks, and then he runs to the office to tell them he's like, ah, "Look, somebody, somebody's written Peter. I'm sorry to report somebody's written this on the wall." As your union mm. rep, he's the fucking oh. union rep. For I know. Fuck's sake, he's. And it's the only time he sounds professional when he actually goes through. The stuff that you can and can't yeah, see. Him, he it? steams into Toll's office and Toll's like, oh, yeah, well, wh- whether he is or he isn't, I mean, he isn't, is he? It's like, I don't think that's <laughs> the point. And you're kind of like, wow, this guy, like, it doesn't It doesn't matter. It does not matter. No, it doesn't you know? matter. So we cut to going to Gorman, the two Neds, in this, I've written, knocking shop. <laughs> Right? Yeah, because that's the term, is it? Basically, this prostitute. As they leave, he says something like, uh, "He says the other guy says, oh, did you shag her up the ass?'" He says, "Of course I did, because the fannies forget for for gays or something." For gays, yeah, like, it's such a it's such a kind of like, weird like, thing. It's to such say. a like, wow, what is going on there? <laughs> and, and that does come back a little bit like an awful thing to say. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, as they go in, the madam there supplies them with with two. Jars of DNA. Jars of jizz. Yeah, jars <laughs> of jizz. He, but it's, it's James McAvoy's line that blows. It, what made does he me say? Laugh. It's the first time I've came out a knocking shot with mere spunk than I went in. <laughs> it's a great line. It's a great line. Now away to the Christmas party. So Bruce has got to be centre of attention here. Uh, party games, right? He says we're gonna. Hmm. He says what we used to do in Australia was we'd photocopy our privates. And then the lassies need to pick the right one to the thing. Montage yeah. to Mr. Vane, by the way. Call him Mr. Raider. Call him Mr. Wrong. <laughs> Fantastic bit of music, this. Uh, and they're all photocopying the dicks. Uh, Gus, the old boy, is really proud of his, and rightly so. He's got a right member, <laughs> ain't he? Big old boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ray's not happy about it. Uh, Bruce does his, but hits in large four times on it. I know, yeah. kind of doesn't make sense, though, does it? Yeah. <laughs> then the, the, no, it doesn't. Doesn't really work. And then the next bit, obviously, everybody's looking and going, you know, Whoa, that's a big dick. And the secretary, who everybody kind of like is getting into, decides mm. she's going to, sh- and she's like, "Fuck me with that massive horse's cock." Horse dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she realizes, and this are face drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the lads are all in the club now, still wearing these Christmas cracker hats. They're walking down the road like yeah. a like a fucking reservoir dogs. Like or, reservoir or, or, dogs, eh? That's exactly what it was like, wasn't it? Shit reservoir dogs. <laughs> Which I really liked. Uh, <laughs> next shot, Bruce is in the toilet paying this guy to pretend to know Peter. Really, really over the top kind of homosexual kind of thing. He's like, oh, hey, sweetie, I didn't know you were into this. He's like, I don't fucking know you and all this. Anyway, Dougie Gilman mm-hmm. won't have it because obviously he's a homophobe. And he, he punches yep. him, knocks him out, and he's kind of like 
he's on his knees. Out on his sucky dick. Get your suckies. Like, and, and as he's shouting at him, the spit it's coming out of his mouth. Place. There's a lot yeah, of yeah. that in this. There's a lot of kind of visceral kind of... Yeah, there's a bit later on. Yeah, you're kind of like, wow. Yeah, a bit later on, me screaming at somebody, yeah. you could just see it all flying out. And, I, and I, that's acting for me. That's kind of... Oh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah that, let, that's, let, what let you go, go. that's what you got school for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the next shot, they're in, they're in the office, and um, and he says, "Oh, look, you know, he's not like that, is he, Bruce?" And he says, "Look, in some parts of the country, Detective Inspector, the the force advertising the gay press, and it's just the line of this isn't some part of the country. That's a Scotland blake priest. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh no, I didn't I want Tolt to be homophobe as well. <laughs> uh, Bruce is packing for Hamburg." Carol's doing this about how much of a success he's going to be. The next yep. shot is in Hamburg, 99 Luftballoons by Nainer. Can't talk about that too much because we've already done it. We've already one. done it. Yeah, yeah that was we've already done in it. the Wedding Singer episode. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, Bladesy. Uh, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even a country until 1865. Add that to the list, John, because it wasn't a country until 1865, <laughs> which we didn't know. He's just Fairfax Bladesy. Oh, Blades, Bladesy's it. got it all going on here. By the way, he says, mm-hmm. um, he says, oh, the actor Hans Albers, and we don't know what it's related to. Uh, biggest movie star in Germany from 1930 to 1960, and it must have come about because they're in the square named after him, Hans Albers Plas. Nice. There you go. So it's obviously very popular in German films. He then mentions FC St. Pauli, established in 1910. They currently play in the German Second League. It's the first club in Germany to have a set of fundamental principles, which many do now have, including tolerance and respect. Uh, uh, they, they are known as, you'll like this, in Germany, these clubs are known as culture clubs with a K. Come, 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 it's a thing they do. Union Berlin's another one, which I know my mate Gav's a bit of a Union Berlin fan. It's all about fans and and and, and being yeah. kind of left and, and and all that kind of thing. And I, I quite like that. That's, I think that's quite sweet. Much much more sweet than what's about to happen in this film, by the way. Before we get there, yeah. though, Hamburg, second largest city in Germany, Europe's third largest port. Uh, my ex, uh, Europe's second largest port, uh, <laughs> uh, hey. and twinned with, amongst other places, Osaka and Shanghai. What? Yeah. How good is that? Man. I was well in that. And they invented the hamburger? <laughs> ich bin ein Hamburger. <laughs> fantastic Eddie Izzard moment. We don't talk about her enough, do we, Eddie Izzard? She's amazing. No, we don't. Absolutely love her. He says to him, because he's going through this book, get in the index and look up Fanny. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great line. It's a great line. They go to the Reaper (laughs) Band, which is the red light district. He smashes Bladesy's glasses and hoys them in the river, doesn't he? It's awful. And it begins. They're in this club and he's he's like, um, oh, look, look at those two. It's disgusting. And he's kind of like, Oh yeah, well look if it works for them. Blades is a nice guy. He puts he's two tablets in, in his drink, yeah. and then next up he's giving it the big links, isn't he? Dancing with the thing. And oh yeah, he's proper raven, wasn't he? I was kind of like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Rachel said, without his glasses on and with his shirt undone, he looks twenty years younger. 
Oh, he really did. Yeah, he looked really rejuvenated, yeah. didn't he? he Look great. He's a great bit of acting from Marsan. That. Oh really yeah, he's like good. a total, total yeah. switch, total switch. Uh, back at the Loved hotel, it. he's having a bad trip and he's screaming, and Bruce is just like leaving him. Worst friend yeah. in the world, and then he, he he wanders down this street, sees this woman who he thinks is Carol. He's a real mm. mess. Back in Edinburgh, he's he's basically just smoking and drinking beer, isn't he? And naked mm-hmm. in his hallway. And that hallway gets gets a lot of press. Proper Edinburgh kind of oh, hallway, it's a proper, it? big, it's big, really nice. Big flat, the, the, yeah. the whole set was great. I loved yeah, it. I've written about that flat. He's late for work. He gets a, a phone call off. Told he's wait late for work. Amanda's done a bang up job, by the way. They're now looking for this female blonde onlooker. Oh, oh. <laughs> We 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 know who that is. We know it's Carol. Mm-hmm. So she's staying on the case, uh, and 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 just as he's kind of kicking off, Peter Ingalls turns up with uh, the. I don't know. I actually didn't know what this character was called. At no point, I think, do you do you get her name? But I'm sure she's got a character name. Mary. Mary. She is Mary, and she's from Yorkshire. Her as well. She's proper uh, Yorkshire. She's, proper Yorkshire. She's in that um, Downton Abbey. Ah, uh, that big house program. Yeah, Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> the big hoose. <laughs> <laughs> the big hoose must stay up. Um, yeah, and she she's bought the uh, she's bought the wee boy to meet the man that tried to save his daddy. Uh, I want you no. to be like him when you grow up. He's a good man. She's knitted him this heart scarf, and he gives her his details if she needs anything. Uh, yeah. They're at Ray's. Ray's got this 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 lips kind of uh, sofa, hasn't it? It's like a proper seventies yeah. kind of man <laughs> pad. Uh, mm-hmm. And he says, I, "I'm going to apply for the job." And he puts his fag out on the thing. What an awful friend he is! I know. Yeah, on his sofa. I'm yeah. like, even I was like, "You're a fud." Yeah. So Ray Ray's Ray's gonna gonna go for the job just just for the experience. Carol's in this sex club. She says, "If Bruce wants me." He'll have to get the promotion. Uh, Bruce mm-hmm. is watching home videos of Carol and Stacy baking. He's sobbing. He rings Bunty and puts the Frank voice on. Uh, they're both yeah. really into it at this point. He's yeah, got real yeah, issues. She... He's whacking off over this, isn't he? Yeah, so she though. Oh yeah, she's well into it with her gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more Rossi dreams. Aye, aye. Oh, these are the hey, good ones. A lovely isn't they? Christmas Carol, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Carol again. Now she's getting into this car, and she gets into the car. This driver, this big fat driver in the hat, the glasses. My God, I couldn't believe lady. it. Did you know who he was? David Soul. David Soul. I mean, <laughs> boy, he looks like he's eaten David Soul. <laughs> oh, he's a big boy, and that, I and think looking twice, please. I, I think that was his last appearance. I've not seen him in anything else since that. All right, okay. He's not dead, though. No, he's not I'm dead. Going. No, he's still with us. Uh, David, uh, da- David Soul. David Soul to Soul. However do you want me? However do you need me? <laughs> he was Hutchin Starsky and Hutch. Uh, had a number yeah. one with Don't Give Up On Us Baby. Uh, and this is one for Ian at Cult Connections. He, he played Makora in an episode of Star Trek called The Apple. Although I do expect Ian to go, that's Makara, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> you can you no get nothing right, boys. <laughs> uh, he's a British citizen as well. Yeah, it's just such a weird thing to see. 
David Soul sent in a text. It was just uh, the song. Gonna, by the way, be... I love this song. I absolutely love this. Song. It's just something about it. Uh, it was number one. It was another number one hit for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, used in a 2014 advert for National Express coaches. I mean, why they weren't using National Express by? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, uh, David Soul was the bus mean. driver in that advert. I need to find that. I couldn't find it. Peter Kay uses it, uh, references it a number of times in Phoenix Nights. Oh, does he? Yeah, Rachel right. picked that one up, and I missed that one. So I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm due an, I'm due a rewatch of Phoenix Nights. Definitely, Stranra, Stranra, it's Scotland. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I need to watch that one again. But yeah, I, I really was into this, and and apparently it was going to be a different song. In, ah, in, yeah, in I heard thing. that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Irvin Welsh jumped in and said, "It has to be. It has to be that song. I want it to be that song." Aye. Which brilliant. I'm glad he did. Yeah, it, yeah. So it, am it I, went brilliantly. Such, such a surreal thing to see the backing singers in the back as well. Just didn't they look real? Did it? One it of those backing like singers, by the way, thing. is one of his daughters. Whoa, one of David nepotism. Daughters. <laughs> what nepotism? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Quick, let's kick. Let's let's kick off about uh, your man from Happy Days, his daughter, and everything. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard, she only gets work because of her well, dad. She might actually be a very good director. You don't know that. Fucking well, James McAvoy's sister's in this, isn't oh, it? Oh, and apparently she's a fat ride. I know. Nepotism, nepotism, nepotism. <laughs> so the next scene, he wakes up in his Saab. Yep. And op- opens the. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a beautiful. I love a sub. Uh, he he opens yeah. up the door and he, oh, he takes a drink of vodka, doesn't he? And then just uh-huh. throws up, which I thought yep. was brilliant. Apparently, James McAvoy can do that because he's that good an actor. Yes, he, I was going to say that because that's me and have got that in common. All right, can you just I can throw do up the exact same thing? Yep, as long as I get something to drink, as long as I drink something. Can, I can you I can really? Wow. It. Yep, on so on command. Man, you On must command. have got out of school no end, eh? Yes, I forget. There's sawdust everywhere, big man. I'm throwing sawdust around a bit more. It's like that went I've used that. I've used that a couple of times in primary school. Have you used it as an adult? I'm interested to know. Uh, no, I think somebody asked me about it, and they asked me to drink a bottle of water and regurgitate it, which I could do. So I just did it just as a party piece. But yeah, yeah, I can do it. No, you could get a day off work with that, like. I, oh, I know, I know, but... I guess it doesn't count when you're working I'm, from home. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You just say you're Sick of me. The song, by the way, at this point, is a big song, a big Christmas song in Britain, which American listeners might never have heard. Merry Christmas, everyone, by uh-huh. our good friend Shaken Stevens. Well, Shaken Stevens, eh? Uh, released in 1985 and was Christmas number one that year when Christmas number one was still a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it's been in the charts, originally in the charts for eight weeks, but since has had 70 weeks in the top 10 in 2019 and 2020. Because people well, keep downloading because downloads, obviously downloads now count. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it brings everything back, yeah. doesn't it? So, yeah, Shaking Stevens. Apparently, Mr. B- apparently Mr. Brightside's never been out of the charts since it actually came out. The, um, okay, well, it's a, it's a good tune. It's a good tune. And oh, it's always... a good tune, but apparently it's always in a chart somewhere in the world. Aye, because there's always some prick playing it on Spotify in a pub. <laughs> 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 or in a hoose party or something like that. I know. Get your cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing just fine. <laughs> so it's is it Christmas Day and they're working? It seems a bit harsh. 
Aye, so I thought that I was like, is this Christmas Day? But I think it's, it's Christmas Day. Toll's kicking off because Bruce is a mess. He hasn't found the prank caller, and apparently Toll's a laughing stock at the lodge. Bruce says he knows who it is. It's Clifford Blades. You're like, what? What? How is he going to prove know. that? Good luck to you. Later in the day, he's drinking a bottle, and he sees mm-hmm. Davy. So this is where we learn about Davy. He says, it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Doorbell rings yeah. and it's Bladesy. So he's done something to this kid and we don't know what. Bladesy comes in, yep. he's dropping him off a bottle of single malt. It's good to see, it's good to see somebody. Uh, obviously it's his only friend, isn't it? That, and that's the that's the yeah. thing. It's a twelve year old Kiltire single Kiltire. malt, which looked fantastic. Yeah. I thought you'd be looking at it considering a bit of whiskey buff. I didn't this time, John. I missed it. Oh, I must have it? just missed it off my notes, and if we're if we're oh, two or three short, you, I, I thought, know if we're I two or three short, I'm going to be disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. It just must have been one I missed off my list. Um, he gets Bladesy drunk, and they're watching Frank, aren't they, on the telly? He says, "Get him to yeah. do an impression," and he stands up. My name is Frank Sidebottom. I'm Frank Sidebottom. It's a brilliant That's impression. So yeah, really yeah. Oh, good. I loved it. I thought it was really brilliant. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yours isn't too bad either. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do have a, have, have a real soft spot for that, which is specifically why I went to get the the, the picture with the statue finally this weekend. Yeah, true um, that. So the next day, oh, the next day, um, Blady wakes up and he's th- he throws up all over himself, doesn't he? Or over his face yeah, at the car, at this, and he's at, like at the hotel, yeah. oh, doesn't he? You know the hotel Jesus. at the uh, at the new bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. That was minging all over, it? like in his glasses and everything. Um, mm-hmm. She, he goes to see Bunty. Uh, I wish Clifford <laughs> were as strong as you, <laughs> like this little mousy voice. He oh. puts up little resistance, and they're at it. Uh, and he he sees her with like a, a like a, a face, and she's like a zebra face or whatever. And he plays her the tape mm-hmm. to say that he's that you know he's recorded Bladesy doing it, so that he's that. Now, this is the Rossi dream that you were talking about earlier on. He wasn't looking out for his little brother. They were they were going to get coal off the coal hill. Now, yep. this this brings back memories of being very young for me when the coal man used to come round, and we would go yeah. kind of like the slag heap and the the coal like the coal hill, and it used to be yeah. really really well guarded because well my my, my dad. My dad oh, was a coalman, so we, we were so, yeah. yeah, so we were around yeah. that all the time. And we had the corporation had a bound across from us, and you could if you get up a wall, if they had enough coal, you could actually jump down the slag heap and just slide down into the into sort of the the the, the, the courtyard. So oh. I knew exactly what he was talking about when it came to the, the whole coal thing, because if it went wrong and it all came on top of you, you could potentially suffocate. Yeah, so. you you would. Yeah, yeah. Die. All right. Okay. That's uh, there. You go. Adding adding a bit of uh, local colour. To the, uh, <laughs> to the to the thing, but he, he he pushed his brother. His brother fell and died. And I think the the thing here is that I, I kind of just picked up on is that his dad wasn't his dad. It's like his stepdad, but yeah, Davy Davy was his, was his, his son. son. Yeah, and they said yeah. he's the, he's the other one. Uh, you killed my laddie. You are filth. Hey, say the title. Hey, you win the there film. You go. I knew you'd love that. <laughs> well, I didn't because it's a sad bit, but yes, I did. I know. Um, next up, he has this running with Amanda Drummond. Um, she says, you prey on weak women to help your fragile ego. And he nearly hits her. And he says, oh, it's just because yeah. you fancy me. She's like, no, you repulse me. Can I make that any plainer? She's a good cop and a great colleague. 
he's saying like he has a bit of a breakdown. He says, I used to be a good copper. I was a good person. Yeah. She says, yeah, I heard that as if like, I, so heard it. I didn't see it, but, but I heard it kind of thing. That, uh, that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. There's, there's some bits that do you know that he was a good yeah. cop at one point because he had Absolutely. the respect, but yeah, yeah. yeah. She's explaining he's not fit for work. He needs some time off. Fucking cat. <laughs> Oi, dick. Fucking cat. She's explaining he's not fit for work and he sees her in, in a witch mask, scary witch mask. Yep. He storms off to the cells. Uh, he's like, have you got a guy here, Clifford Blades? Did you recognise the boy that's the copper by the I way? see all the excuses. Excuse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you're kind of like, okay, so that guy's actually an actor? <laughs> I know. And he, he, yeah. He's in more than one thing every year. <laughs> yeah, Blinking you miss it, though. Absolutely. But he, um, again, he was um, naked video, um, like Ricky Fulton yeah, stuff and all that all sort of, of thing. things. He's, 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 he's been in That seemingly so is Greg all he Fisher. does now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much bit parts. For those that aren't, A lot of bit those parts that aren't from Scotland, only an excuse is the kind of the sum up at the end of the year sketch show for for kind of Scottish football so, and yeah, news, football isn't it? Nuts. It used to just be football, yeah. but now it's kind of yeah, news yeah. and that. And he's, his impressions, impressions get worse like every year. Like, his yeah, Gordon really Strachan it's, was it's, always good, but other than that, you know, it's... Oh, it's Frank McAvenny. Uh, where's, where's the birds? <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, it's finished now. Oh, they stopped doing it, yeah. It, it, it come to an end, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, ran its, it's ran its course. Yeah. Mate, it ran its course 20 years ago, but it was still on. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, so he heads in to see Bladesy and he's like, "Like, why did you do it? Why did you do it? He said, I didn't do it. I absolutely didn't do it. Um, and he's kind of like pushing him around and he says, uh, why do you bully me, Bruce? He says, because I can't help myself. And kicks him to fuck, by the way. Oh, it really does, Absolutely goes to town on this little fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, and he's going, no, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. And he sees him as a sheep bleating. Uh, yeah. and away he goes and runs it yeah uh, Chrissy oh next scene Chrissy's here uh, turns out her husband tried to kill himself because she left him at Christmas and found out mm-hmm. that it was them that were at it um, Bruce is getting dressed up as Carol so this yep. is where Been we discover that all this time he's been Carol in the Carol scenes and it all starts to make sense yeah, he's losing yeah, it. He's out in the street. Compton and the gang pull up and bundle him into the car. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce was the woman that saw the student murdered at the start. They tie him up, kick him to fuck, and tie him to this chair in an abandoned building. Compton wants to burn yep. the place down with Bruce in there, but he says, what's left of him? Anyway, the other guys leave, and Compton tries to kind of tries it on with him, which is, yep. is kind of like, okay... So he's got unresolved homosexual issues, issues. as well. Yeah. And that's the that that's kind of why he'd said earlier on, you know, up the arse is the only way, you know, is yeah, yeah. the gay way. Um he goes to kiss Bruce, calls him a sick, sexy wee pansy, which I was so mm. much wrong with that. <laughs> so much wrong with that. Um bites his lip, doesn't he? Bruce bites his yeah, lip, really rips right, his right right lip off, off. Oh, and then hoys yeah. him out the window. Out the window? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, wow, fantastic. Um, after he's been kicked <laughs> off. Just, then just sits down and awaits the police. Yeah. Uh, Peter and Amanda turn up. They find Bruce. Uh, Amanda says, you've really fucked up, Bruce. 
Um, and the next scene is Toll coming to Bruce's house. He says, look, you're not on for the promotion, you understand. And you've been demoted to uniform. Yeah, yeah. We find out that Ray Lennox got the job. He's on the straight and narrow now. He's a bit of a prick about it, but you kind of understand because Lennox is now in at the lodge, although previously he hadn't been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's just totally spun. Yeah. He says, uh, he says, and by the way, uh, we found out that, uh, oh, Clifford Blades is on the straight and narrow. Um, Mm -hmm. He says, uh, and we we never found the actual Frank. Uh, oh, we never found the actual caller. Isn't caller, that right, Frank? Frank, yeah. So he obviously him knows. The nod. He's in charge now, and he's he's given you know he's given as good as he got. Really is. Yeah. So he's got. Uh, so they've wrote the, the, the at that point to me that was him just showing that the rules are reversing. Yeah. Now he's got something on his colleague yeah. that he can use against. And him. he admits, doesn't he? Good. He admits he's 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 stopping with the ching. He's stopping with the behaviour and all that. Aye. Um, he says. Bruce is in the supermarket. He sees Carol and Stacy with this new man, who is who is black. He's he's black, yeah, yeah. and that explains a lot of the racism as well. Yeah, because um, I think at one point he says something to somebody about that they shouldn't be having sex with yeah. them. Black, them black, people, yeah, there shouldn't like, be mixed the race hell? relationships. But there was there was so much hate behind it. I thought that that's more than just a racist thing. Yeah. So obviously that's that that obviously explains a bit of that, but. They're still needed for that. No, absolutely disgusting. Uh, the 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 guy shepherds them out, and Mary is in the supermarket, and she says, "Are you all right? You look terrible." He says, "Oh yeah, I'm undercover." And just mm-hmm. as she's about yeah. to leave, he says, "Please don't go." Grabs her, but she she goes. Um, he's in the shower now. This is the creep. This is the creep scene, by the way. This is the the musical yeah, creep scene. scene. Wow. Yeah. wow! 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 Um, Mm-hmm. The phone goes. The machine picks up. It's Mary. Maybe me and Callum or Liam could pop round on mm-hmm. the way to the park. He misses it. He sees that there's a, a, an answer phone as he's packing stuff up as well, and he doesn't they press it. And you're it. willing him to press yeah. it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. willing him to press it, but he doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. He's packing all these things up, and he's including this video. Uh, <laughs> He, he sits down on this this thing, and he's dressed up in his in his uniform, isn't he? In his, uh, in his yeah, Polish yeah. uniform. Yeah, yeah, it's full reg, regs. And he says, and Polish boots. Look, you, you've got some things to do. He says, look, get rid of the double glazing, which is a brilliant line, <laughs> by the yeah. way. He's got these big Millhouse glasses on, hasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. And he says, you need to be stronger, harden up. Mm-hmm. You're nice, but you're weak. He says, you're my best friend. You're my only friend. But make Bunty nice. want you again. Mm-hmm. You've got to make her want you again. Uh, he's hanging himself in the hall. He stood on this chair. Yep. He's got the heart scarf. Puts it round his neck. He's on this chair. He's about to kick the chair out from underneath him, isn't he? Yep. And then the door goes. Yeah. What a time. Avon calling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And... Yeah, that's it. Was Avon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite blatantly a woman and a child. So it's Mary. Yeah. Um, and the chair's yeah. kind of balancing on two legs. And as they yep. go to leave, he just the line, and he said this line throughout. We haven't mentioned it yet. Same rules apply. And the chair breaks, right. and the fucking movie ends. And you're yep, like, is he that. deed? Is he not? I mean, he is. He's deed. He's one hundred percent deed. Uh, and and that's it. And it's kind of do 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 this cheery music <laughs> with the, this animated piggy. 
and Love Really Hurts yeah. Without You without by Billy Ocean. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Some, bits, some dark bits in it because of like Will saying there's a, a noose in the background. Yeah. There's uh, James McAvoy's face. He's in the, he's in the, the, the mountains. Yeah. Um, he's kind of he's, he's he's drinking milk off this piggy, isn't and then, he? Yeah. And then he snorts he snorts, snorts a the line rest. of the milk, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of good. I, I, I liked that. Um, Love really hurts without you. Second song recorded by Billy Ocean. Uh, he's had several songs under different stage names though. Uh, first charted in 1976 and reached number two. Uh, Billy Ocean wrote it as he worked as a pattern cutter in a Savile Row suit makers. Well, really? Which explains a lot because we saw him in Newcastle about four years ago because I, I love Billy Ocean and he was wearing this most amazing white suit. This oh, bright it, white suit. He looked like fucking... Alec Guinness in, in an Ealing comedy. Oh, Jesus. He great in this <laughs> suit uh, with these huge dreadlocks. He's a man in his 70s, and he's still yeah. got it. He's cutting around the stage, dancing and singing. Something about those yeah. guys really know how to look after Rastafarians really oh, yeah, look yeah. after themselves, don't they? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Looked super. No, and and sharp, I, super sharp. I would go back again to probably a different gig when it wasn't really pissed middle-aged Geordie women <laughs> screaming at him. <laughs> well, aye, aye, man. <laughs> and pissed middle-aged me screaming at him. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a, that was a hard watch and I think yeah. I need to edit out a lot of me going on about uh, the book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was probably the toughest one. Yet. Yeah, fact wise as well. To be fair, I think both of these lads don't do the exact same things. There's a lot of songs. There's a lot of um, people in it. So, but as far as things that we like, like scenes and the the there was a lot of story going on. Yeah. It was in house, so there there wasn't as much to pick up on as I, I thought. So you're right, absolutely not as, not as confident with this one as I was with others. Do you know what, John? For the first time in a long time, I haven't got any sum up at the end and I think either because we've done a really good job of getting them into the movie or we didn't have many a lot I, th- I think the only one I've got left was um, in order to prepare for the role say in order to prepare for the role every night he drank half, half a bottle of whiskey All right. so that he felt he, could, he looked authentically hungover but then I was thinking to myself I drink half a bottle of vodka I don't feel like that, so <laughs> mate yeah that, that's because you, you're used to drinking it that's, that's the difference <laughs> 81, though. You've got to be happy with oh, that. Oh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, 100%. Very happy with that. Uh, that that takes that takes our total for the month to something crazy, like just shy, probably just shy of, of 500 in four weeks. Wow. That's not bad going, that's, is it? That's not bad yeah, going. Yeah, that's good. I, I've been quite happy with the... the Sorry, the, just shy of 400. This... Yeah, just shy of 400. It's not bad going at all. Quite, quite happy with Scott Tober so far. Yeah. But that was the only one that I found really difficult, but the rest were brilliant. Yeah. Enjoyed Absolutely. every bit of that. Absolutely. We'll 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 do we'll do it again. We'll we'll do it again next year. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Come on, Creative Scotland, release some more films. <laughs> <laughs> Give it some more. We've got, we got more films. Uh, yeah. So uh, of course, you know, you know where you can get us. You can get us on Twitter. You can get us on Facebook. I mean, just search 400 Things to Learn from Film, wherever you are, but you'll get us 100 Things at 100 Things Film. Facebook, Instagram, you'll get us at 100 Things Pod on Twitter. Uh, please rate and review wherever you can. It might be Good Pods, it might be Apple, 
Uh, everyone's doing the God Pods mm-hmm. thing at the minute, so give us a review on Apple, please. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, not, please. we're not that bothered uh, where you review us, but please do. Tell a friend, uh, and if you enjoyed this, let us know what Scottish films we should be covering uh, by the end of the year. John, would you like to say goodbye? Guys, thanks for listening to all the Scottish stuff. I know, as, as I've said before, it's an indulgence, but it has been really good for both days. I love hearing Planty going back to his old Scottish accent <laughs> now and again, <laughs> drifting in and out, talking about his good day, Greenock days, oh, happy you know, times. Happy times indeed. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Next week, something slightly different. We're not going to be back with a new episode. We're not going to tell you because it's going to be a little treat for you. Um, But you will join us in a couple of weeks' time when we'll have a brand new episode, possibly with guests, possibly not. We we don't know. We don't know what we're fucking doing. Uh, (laughs) We've we've got some guest slots coming up. Uh, We've got some more contemporary films and less Scottish films coming up. We're going to go back to the... We're we're going to be born born in the USA (laughs) at some point, I'm sure. So... Go Joy. back to the States. Joy. A right couple of states. <laughs> Mate, I've never been to America, but I've been in some states. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. We're using that. Absolutely, we are. So, again, thanks very much for listening. He's been John. I've been Mark. And we've been 81 things that we learn from. Felf. See ya. See you guys. Yeah.